All right, hello and welcome to the Sonic Collective. This is Darren Scott. We are reviewing Tears for Fears album, uh, Songs from the Big Chairs, picked by Scott Gregory, who's on the call, and he'll get to it in one second why he picked it. But uh, uh, I guess uh, right now it's myself, Darren Scott, and who else is on the call? Hey, Scott here. Scott and, Gregory. And Alan. And Alan Dupuis, three of our five members. The other two are recording separately. So um, really, Tears for Fears was a, a UK band in, uh, based out of Bath, England, uh, and kind of came in during the new wave uh, invasion, post-punk, I guess. Uh, and two, it was really two main guys in it, Roland Orzabel. Yeah, there's, there's a guy you remember his yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and Kurt Smith. Uh, I'm, you know, it's funny, I knew a lot about him, and I, I really don't remember those names that well. Uh, but anyway, we're going we're gonna to dive right in and uh, start talking about the album, what we liked, what we didn't like, and everything like that, and hope you enjoy it, and we'll, uh, come back and listen to us again. Uh, so, Scott, why don't you start off by, you know, I guess starting like, uh, how did you know this band, and uh, why did you pick them? And then we'll each kind of go, go around and uh, tell us what we knew about them to start. Yeah, so they were a regular rotation on Much Music back in the day. Like when they first came out, I was probably nine, ten. Uh, they had some staying power, so they were around for a while. The videos were there. I was in a, a new wave kind of mode. Uh, also getting in some Depeche mode, stuff like that there. Really big on uh, just the vocals that they were really giving off there. The percussion of the pounding drums and a lot of these things that we'll see later. I was a big fan of their first album. So a lot of this for me though was radio play. So when we got into doing this album coverage, I realized there was another half of this album I'd never heard before. So that really prompted me to want to throw it in the mix for us here. Yeah. Great. Great. Alan, I guess, uh, what did you know about them? Um, I didn't know a whole lot. I've, I've heard a few of their songs here and there. Um, and I know that disturbed covered shout. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That, there were a few songs as I was going through the album that I kind of thought, oh, yeah, I've heard this. Do you get people doing karaoke on this? Because I know a couple of them are probably some no, standards or not. Surprisingly, I've never <laughs> really? heard anyone do it. What? Wow. Yeah, yeah. They come out to your karaoke night then. Yeah, please <laughs> yeah, do. That's funny. That's funny. They had a few. Yeah, myself, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a bit older than the guys by a few years, but... Um, yeah, I, I remember this from junior high and high school quite vividly, and uh, and I was a big fan of, of their big songs at the time, but uh, I, I can't remember. I probably had the cassette, but I don't remember if I listened to it a lot. Uh, but So when Scott picked this, I was actually quite interested, and just recently I had uh, reacquired this on vinyl, and I listened to it once and thought, well, you know, I don't remember it this way, but uh, I was glad when Scott picked it so we got to dive in. Uh, a little bit so that's kind of how I knew them so uh, if we go back to you Scott now I guess you know what did you think of the album and I guess what was what were your high points and uh, if you had lows what were they yeah well I, I think what really surprised me about the album was that most of the tracks that weren't singles wound up being really heavily instrumental there was some vocals, but definitely not as much as like Shout, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Mother's Milk, all those type of ones. So where before I had really thought of them in the same kind of family, I don't know if it's fair to say like the Proclaimers, but definitely someone that's trying to do something vocally. You know, you have Roland and Kurt 
going back and forth quite a bit with harmonizing and that all of a sudden I I'm looking at all these new drum loops that they're doing the synthesizers that are getting a lot more attention than all the other songs. So that was really good for me on that front. Uh, what I also found out, because I initially, when I was looking at it, really didn't understand why they led with Mother's Talk when you have like <laughs> shout, everybody wants to rule the world and stuff like that. And doing a little investigation on the side, it was actually because that was released as a single prior to this album. So that was a mystery for me that was solved on the front too, because that's probably my least favorite track on the album. But I just couldn't understand why they would want to go, you know, say, Hey, this is how we're going to introduce ourselves to North America kind of thing. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Strange choice, strange choice. So yeah. what, what would you say the, the low was? Um, probably, I don't know. I what I didn't really understand. Cause when we're talking about this as a, a whole album, when you look at the transition between uh broken and then they go into, um, what was it? It was broken and then into uh, head over heels. Oh, yeah. And then, and then back into broken again. I didn't really understand why, because head over heels is honestly at this point my favorite track on the album and and why they decided to split another song in between and became this really awkward kind of back and forth between the two it was a little disjointing uh, yeah a lot of cocaine in the 80s uh, yeah i don't know i don't know if that was the case but well in the u.s release of the single head over heels didn't have that last 30 40 seconds that it goes back into broken right yeah so when i was listening to the album version of it and that was there i was like what the hell is this kind of thing so all right alan what did you uh what were your thoughts well it's funny you should mention cocaine because in uh, one of my notes i think for the song broken uh i thought it sounded really cliche in an 80s dance music sort of way and i kind of had this mental picture of people in bright colored leisure suits in miami just snorting mountains of coke <laughs> um I think my favorite track on the album was actually Mother's Talk. I don't recall ever hearing it before. Um, for me, just the, the punchiness of the percussion and how they played with the vocals and everything. I, it was the one track I really kept going back to. It was kind of the earworm for me. It got stuck in my head. Yeah. So I, uh, I enjoyed that. And um, Shout also is it's a classic. I mean, I my first exposure to that song was through disturbed uh and their version is all right but uh, when i heard the original tears for fears song a few years later i was like holy this is uh this is quality stuff so yeah, yeah good good tune for sure and you know i found that too and i mean i really liked um uh in their their main song so for me everybody wants to to uh rule the world just that that bass track is like I could just sit in that like opening like vibe just forever. I'm like, just play that as my like instrumental to life music, just like walking down the street. Um, that that sure. it's definitely my favorite. You know, you know, shout was good and mother's talk, and then uh, you write head over heels. Uh, to be honest, the rest of the album I thought was horrible. I, I I really struggled with it. Like listen that song, listen. I'm like, oh my god, like I don't want to shoot listen. me in the head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and it, personal taste, right? I mean, they're obviously a talented band. We're super successful and uh, good for them. Um, 
<laughs> and, and, and I really like them in the day, and, and I love those songs, and I remember some of their other hits off other albums, but um, just didn't speak to me, and I was kind of disappointed. I'm like, oh, I thought they were way better. Uh, they were just maybe into more new wave and just more alternative than I guess I've developed a taste for in that way. I've, I've seemingly gone more punk, and I really liked a lot of new wave back in the 80s. I was kind of in the middle of it, but... Yeah, I struggled uh, with with things like that, and it just it was too out there, too weird, and like I said, maybe just produced on too much coke or something. <laughs> well, I think that's because when when you look at interviews with them and stuff, they talk about the singles from this. This is when they were really trying to make a push to go more mainstream as far as getting radio play in that. Yeah. So the tracks that we were probably all familiar with before were the ones that were more keyed towards that, and the ones that maybe we're not vibing with are the ones where they're making them for themselves and experimenting and doing stuff in the studio. And it's not, you know, kind of, I don't want to call it formulaic, but it's not playing to those radio sensibilities yeah, that the other ones definitely are. definitely not radio friendly. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of bands do that. You know, you think of the local yeah. band here, Tegan and Sarah, really love oh their God. early stuff, and now they knew they've gone 100% pop, and, you know, it's okay music, but it's nothing like their old stuff, but they did it, did it for the money, yeah. who knows, right? Yeah. Um, you eventually want to get paid. So yeah, yeah. so you may- I have nothing against Tegan and Sarah. Yeah, so we're we're gonna summarize uh, for sure. But um, I guess if you even if you don't know exactly, what would you rate this album, Scott, out of uh, five? Well, you know. based on the strengths of the singles, uh, there's quite a few. If you look at the the three big albums for them, uh, singles out there that are really great, but all my favorites are on this album. So even though it's weighed down a little bit by some of new wave experimentation that I agree with you, I couldn't completely get into, I'd probably rate this at least a, a four out of five, just based on the fact that it makes up half my shower karaoke rotations. <laughs> nice. What about yourself, Al? Uh, you know, I got to concur with you guys. I think the singles were really solid. I kept going back to them, but you know, a lot of the the slower jams on the album that didn't quite make the radio didn't cut the mustard for me. So uh, I would say my overall rating is still a respectable three and a half out of five. I did, uh, I did enjoy it. I like the new wave sound. It's yeah, got this yeah. cliche eighties thing that you just kind of, it puts you in a, yeah. a time and place, you know? Yeah, and then that's a good, a really good point. I found that about the album in general is it, it really, I think in its time and place, it was there and new wave people were really pushing that. And so, you know, the, the more emo kids were like, yeah, I like Listen, that's my favorite song. More black lipstick, please. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, all the, all the power, like I'm not making fun of anybody's taste in music at all, like to each their own. But, uh, you know, I couldn't rate it that high. I'm, I'm at a, a two and a half. I, I love the Ooh. singles. Spend, uh, get the five ninety nine best of hits someday. Uh, you'll enjoy it. But I just, it's not an album I would go back and listen to in its entirety. And now that I bought it, I'm like, damn it. <laughs> no, I'll still throw it on the, the the songs at parties and stuff like that. But, These are one of those must own albums, so don't regret that. Yeah, that's true. I shouldn't bash it. You know, good music uh, when it was good. Yeah, um, the cover's great. Any any wrap up comments for you guys? Uh, good um, choice overall, Scott. Um, oh, thank you. You know, I definitely had never considered delving into one of these albums before, and I probably I'm gonna look at some of their other songs. Kind of puts me in a in a Molly Ringwald brat pack kind of a mood. Oh. I enjoy it. Yeah, Mad World's one of their big ones. You've probably heard that. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. covered a few times. 
Yeah. yeah I link to that if you look at the uh, the intro because that's got some of the most amazing 80s dancing ever right in the middle of it. So yeah, exactly. that video for it is linked to it right inside of the, the album description. Okay, well, we'll wrap up for this one. Uh, obviously, we'll summarize in our, our blog report on the soniccollective.com. Um, but yeah, this is it for uh, this review for the three of us. Um, so it's from uh, Alan Dupuy here in Calgary, Scott Gregory here in Calgary, and myself, Darren Scott in Calgary. And so we're the Sonic Collective at soniccollective.com. Thanks for listening. Peace out. See you guys.